whether it is uh, in a business, whether it is personal, societal, whether it's your home and family, one important thing is when you want to create certain strategies and plans, you also have to look at the culture that already exists. And yes, you can shift and grow and change the culture gently, slowly over time. Because culture takes time to change. It doesn't happen overnight. But you can shift and change it. Meanwhile, whatever strategies you want to implement, whatever plans, all of them have to be in alignment with the existing culture. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Feel Good Factor. I'm Susmita Veganosaurus and I'm so glad you could join me here today. Hi! As you're listening to this, you're probably either on holiday or planning for a holiday or even planning for upcoming festivities. Really, really busy with those. I'm on holiday too. Well, I'm always on holiday when I choose to be, but uh, it's more like my husband's on holiday from work. Both of us are big believers of uh, staycationing. (laughs) When we have a couple of weeks off, I know a lot of people plan some trips or visits or something to fill up those days. Both of us end up just sitting at home and doing a lot of binge watching. Yeah, there is some family time, but uh, when there are so many brilliant shows on all the OTT services like Netflix or Apple or um, Amazon Prime, there's so many great shows out there, such good quality content. It's uh, kind of hard to resist that. (laughs) I was actually very tempted to take off this week and next week. But the magical call of the podcast brought me back. (laughs) But I have to say, next week, I'm definitely taking a week off. So after this episode, I'll be back in Jan. So today's episode is uh, completely based on this uh, really good, really thought-provoking quote that I came across recently. It's attributed to this guy called Peter Drucker, but as with most of these quotes that float around online, it may or may not have been said by him. Either way, it's brilliant. It goes, culture eats strategy for breakfast. When I read that for the first time, my mind was blown. Simple words, but oh my God, it makes so much sense. Now, this quote is often used in relation to business culture or company culture. It's related to work. But when you think about it, it actually applies to all other aspects of life too, whether it's the culture within your family and home, whether it is your personal culture, whether it is a societal culture, all of that, when you think of it, the culture is the most important thing. It's the driving force. And it's not even that obvious. It's something that just happens in the background. But if the culture sucks in any situation, 
if it's really bad, then it doesn't matter how much you strategize, how many processes you have in place. None of that matters because like the quote says, culture eats strategy for breakfast <laughs> and lunch and dinner and basically every meal. In terms of the culture of a business, I've spoken about this so often on the podcast. I speak about how the community is very important and community basically comes from the culture, right? A good community that surrounds your business, it's powered by the culture that the brand, the organization embodies. And when I say embody, I truly mean embody it, not just say it. A lot of organizations, especially in the conscious business circles, we have vision, we have values, and we say that we align with certain things. We are aligned to these values. But right from the management, from the executives, the owners, top down, you know, the leadership to all the employees, it has to start up there. If they aren't actually living by those values, and if they aren't embracing the culture that they want to nurture within the company, then it's never going to be accepted by or followed by the rest of the team. So it has to be something that happens by example. When I had my restaurant, one of the things that most other people, most other businesses envied was our team. The food industry is a, a very attrition-heavy industry. So people don't last long in their jobs. They keep quitting and moving and shifting. That's something that happens very, very commonly. Especially so in the last 5-10 years where most of the employees, they're part of a floating population. They've come from far away, they've moved to your city just to do this job. And for them, there's really nothing much holding them back to one place because if anyway left their home and come so far away, so it doesn't matter to them where they're working as long as they're happy there or as long as they're paid well and taken care of. I have to admit that it wasn't like we were the top paying organization. I mean, we did the best we could and we paid our team well. But I would say there were other businesses who seemed to be paying their employees more than us. But that didn't matter because our team members, a lot of them, like most of them, stood by us. They stuck to us and all of us worked together for years together. That was something that surprised everybody else around, especially people from other restaurant businesses, whether they were vegan restaurants or not. The fact that uh, the same faces would be there every time they visited years together would totally surprise them. And people always wondered what our secret was. Without realizing it, we had developed this really nurturing, really positive, joyful team culture. And it was the culture that made our team feel a sense of ownership. 
they felt like they belonged and they felt safe they felt like they could grow they felt heard and there's so much more to it there are so many nuances to it but basically it's because of the culture that we had developed within our own business that our team stuck around and stayed with us they were staying with us obviously because they were happy and that happiness went out and touched all the people who visited our restaurant and not just the guests it would also touch uh, people who would come in otherwise like our vendors or people who would come in to say repair our fridge and mixer and things like that you know maintenance uh, professionals it would touch all of them and often we were told that when they walk into our restaurant they feel very different the whole energy of the place is very very different from what they saw elsewhere at other places for us this wasn't something that we had calculated it was just who we were and nurturing our team was a very important thing to us so we were doing it and then over the years we figured out that the more we listen to them the more we encourage them to grow and uh, take ownership and uh, take on more responsibilities of their own accord they felt trusted they felt uh, valued that helped everybody because we also felt good because we didn't have as much stress we had less uh, burden of responsibility it was like distributed across the team so the culture is what got us through most difficult situations of course we went through difficult periods many many of them so many ups and downs so many challenges but no matter what we faced we knew that we would face it together as a team tackle it overcome it and move on we had that faith and that was all thanks to the kind of culture that we had developed and i feel like even if sometimes especially in the initial years our strategies were a bit weak because we didn't really know what we were doing at first it was the culture that helped us through it and whatever strategies we had even though they were not perfect would succeed <laughs> because the members of our team would implement them with a sense of like i said ownership and joy and this feeling of this is my business and i want this business to do well that feeling and that all came down to the culture and also in challenging times there was always this uplifted energy simply because that's what we encouraged there were days when all day long we would not have had anybody walk into the restaurant to order food and that can make anyone feel dejected right but i would ensure especially on these days there would always be something fun happening so that their minds would be taken off that me as a leader would not feel dejected and sit there because that's not going to help anyone instead i switched the way my energy flowed 
say I would go out and buy some kind of, uh, you know, junk food like samosas or vadas and stuff and then bring it to the restaurant, treat my team to it. Or I'd say, hey, you know what, nobody's here today. So let's enjoy, let's play a game. And then we would play some fun games. (laughs) And we built really good fun memories together while also feeling uplifted so that then when the next day came and we got super busy and overwhelmed the team would still be feeling full of energy to deal with that to handle it to handle those ups and downs that happen so this is why the culture matters a lot though like i said the quote about culture eating strategy for breakfast is often used in terms of business or entrepreneurship or companies it also very much applies to your family culture your societal culture your personal culture think of the culture within your own home within your life within your relationships people you spend most of your days with where you live together as a family what kind of culture do you have within that house that nourishes and makes everybody feel really good makes people feel like yeah i want to follow this i want to make things happen for example when i was growing up in our house my parents would be in bed by 9 pm that was just what it was that was a given that was a part of the culture of our home so because of that for years together my sister and i we would also be out <laughs> it would be lights out and sleeping deep any time by 8:30 max we would be deep asleep and it was not because our parents said go to bed kids should go to bed early this is what is right it's because they didn't have their tvs running or phone calls didn't come into the house after 9 pm everybody knew 9 pm this house is closed nobody should be disturbing them or contacting them and because of that we just um, assumed that's the way life is we did not know that there are other houses where families stay up till midnight kids run around till 10 or 11 pm in the night none of that we didn't even know that was a possibility we just accepted things as they were because that's the culture that was encouraged in our house not just encouraged it was just embraced like that is what it is it wasn't told it wasn't something that was strategized and uh, expressed to us it just was there's so much we can do in our homes in our families in our lives to encourage this it just becomes the way things are and it's so much easier to do that than make rules and regulations that's the difference the difference between rules and culture is that a culture is something that's happening in the background underneath and rules and regulations are things that are upfront and i'm not saying rules are not important of course rules are important otherwise everybody will run wild but more important than rules are the cultures what is happening from the top down what are the leaders doing what are the people who hold the most power what are they following what are they embracing watching them the rest of the people will follow too and the 
important thing about establishing any culture it's not something you say okay this is the culture this is what i'm going to do you can't strategize into culture <laughs> that's not how it works it's just something that you plant gently and then nurture it and let it grow that's the way culture works and it has to be something that's beneficial to everybody who is a part of that culture otherwise it's never going to work so for example if we take societal cultures when there is something which is a double standard men and women patriarchy if something is better for the men but actually curtails the freedom of the women of course the women are not going to want to follow that culture in the long run then society breaks down whereas if there is no double standard if it's equal to everybody and everybody feels nurtured everybody feels free being a part of that culture then of course they are going to follow it right they are going to want to be a part of that culture so taking something so wide as an example if you look at the things in society things that break down things that shift and change and grow and things that thrive when you take any culture and notice these things you'll realize that what is thriving is the stuff that's making a wider part of the population the wider part of the people involved feel safe feel nurtured feel free feel valued you know this is how they're feeling therefore that culture is thriving and growing and being embraced and being followed and then finally the same thing can be applied personally too to your personal culture you can strategize however much you want you know january is coming so yes i am going to get fit i am going to get healthy i am going to spend more time doing things that bring me joy you can strategize all you want but if you don't develop and nurture a personal culture of self care valuing yourself valuing your time establishing boundaries if that is not a part of your personal culture then all the plans that you make all these things of you know i'm going to work out every day i'm going to eat healthy i'm going to spend more time reading i'm going to go back to doing my art all of these plans are going to be chewed up and pooped out <laughs> if your personal culture is one of hustle of uh, giving uh, all your time to others uh, for spending time online and on social media all of these are a part of your personal day to day culture and those are going to totally be in the way of all your plans so which comes back to whether it is uh, in a business whether it is personal societal whether it's your home and family one important thing is when you want to create certain strategies and plans you also have to look at the culture that already exists and yes you can shift and grow and change the culture gently slowly over time because culture takes time to change it doesn't happen overnight but you can shift and change it meanwhile whatever strategies you want to implement whatever plans all of them have to 
be in alignment with the existing culture i often see with business we've done this too but you know i see a lot of entrepreneurs that i coach go through this they're like i have all these great plans and these processes in place and i have all these ideas but my team isn't implementing it in the right way people aren't making it happen that's because you've made all your plans and you've strategized without taking into consideration the capacities the interests of your team the culture that they do currently embrace without taking that into consideration if you make your plans then none of them are going to work out again an example from our restaurant see our culture did not necessarily depend on people having excellent english speaking skills or a very high level of education every decision has its ups and downs you know pros and cons in our case not having people who spoke excellent english you know at the front desk or on the customer facing front was in the way of us putting into place certain styles of communication if we created a strategy say a marketing strategy or a promotional strategy which involved our front desk team members to have certain kinds of conversations with our guests or potential guests marketing to them selling to them they wouldn't have been able to pull that off however we did know that the strength of our front facing our service team was their warmth was their friendliness was their ability to smile and make a guest instantly feel comfortable and at home regardless of the language barrier and because of that we implemented strategies where it was a lot simpler for them to still communicate still interact but do it in such a way that they didn't have to use very fancy language skills or very involved english communication and that helped us a lot because the guests were happy so we broke things down made things simple and then the systems we put in place the processes were so simple that it was easy for our service team to execute with that warm friendly smile that was their strength so it's very important to see what already exists the strengths the weaknesses current culture of your particular organization your home wherever and then strategize realistically based on that and that's very very helpful in the long run when your team culture is good it is felt by not just the team whether new or old employees it is also felt by everybody who interacts with them it's the same with the culture of a home a country society people feel it culture is not something that they see not so much what they see but more of what they feel you subconsciously pick up the energy of the place of the people of the way they think and that's all part of the culture which 
you don't state in so many words it's more abstract so yeah culture it's strategy for breakfast <laughs> but also it doesn't have to eat it they can work hand in hand together your strategizing and the culture that exists or the culture that you develop and nourish and nurture they can work beautifully hand in hand with each other if you keep in mind the importance of that energy the atmosphere that culture that you have created whether in your home whether in your personal life whether it is in your business or overall as a part of society so that's it for today i hope that gave you a lot to think about like i said i'm going to take off uh, next week and i'll be back in early jan but later this week the one thing i will be doing before i log off for my holidays is to send out december's newsletter so if you'd like to read it join the feel good tribe go to veganosaurus.com v e g a n o s a u r u s.com/newsletter and subscribe i'll talk to you again soon and wish you a very happy new year in advance thank you so much for listening to this episode of the feel good factor i'm susmita veganosaurus and i'm looking forward to talking to you again very soon bye